Against All Odds is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, and you must be 21 or older. Thursday morning, Mikey Meatballs, Fiddling with the Knobs, Babyface, Joel Solomon, producing this mess and joining me as always, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, a degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Bry, Darren, the Pauly Kid, what is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Hey, Sal. What's going on, buddy? We have the great Mike Lombardi joining us at the bottom of the hour. Top of the hour, bottom of the hour. It depends. I guess it's at the top because we're recording. Oh, I don't want to get into it. He's going to be here in about a half hour, taking us through the divisional round weekend. Four big matchups. Parley Kid, including ours. Cowboys, 49ers. Eddie Spaghetti's Giants play. It's a, I'm already getting nervous over this Parley Kid. We'll go into the game tomorrow. But how are you feeling now on a Thursday morning about this? Good, Sal. I'm kind of the reverse the way you felt last mm. week. You felt great. I'm feeling great now, Sal. I can't wait for the game. Okay. Can't wait to discuss it later. All right. So much history involving these two, and we've been on the wrong side of it, it, it seems, against the 49ers. But uh, on the right side of history, Dan Phoenix, he entered our prop quiz contest and got all six right. Brian Ross uh, got – I'm sorry, that was the pick'em contest. He got all six right. Brian Ross – Enter the prop quiz and got eight right. Phoenix takes the $100. Ross takes the gold cap. I mentioned on extra points, brother Brian. A lot of people wore their gold cap to our extra points. Yeah. Papa Palooza extravaganza. Just really, it in. really rubbed it in. They really know how to do it. But anyway, yeah. if you want to get a crack at it, extrapoints.com slash arcade. Big news. Babyface Joel Solomon just came in with uh, what's going on with the Colts, babyface? <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with this, but uh, I guess the Colts interviewed one of their candidates, Jeff Saturday. They just completed an interview with him. Uh, I'm not sure why they didn't do it three months ago, but I get they got around to it. And that's what's important. They really need an interview with Jeff Saturday. Like, what more do you need to what is he going to say? What, what could he like? This is like, um, I mean, he was like an intern who spilled coffee on everybody for two months. And now they're going to like bring him in and see. Oh, yeah, all right. What do you got? I, I, what do you got? I, I'm surprised it wasn't an exit interview, but uh, apparently, yeah, it was an interview. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, that's nice. Uh, that's nice. Uh, you know, so now it's Broncos, Cardinals, Colts, Panthers, Texans are the jobs out there, right? Um, Sean Payton. Let's start with Sean Payton, Harley Kid. Is he worth a mid to late first round pick? The interest <laughs> rumored by the Broncos, the Texans, and the Panthers. Is a guy like that? We were talking about. I was going off on a side text with uh, us and our friend Alec and uh, talking about there there are far fewer, I think, great coaches in the league than there are great quarterbacks at this point. And so that might make it actually worth it to get a late first round pick. What do you think? Yeah, well, Sal, look, I've sat here preaching uh, this week uh, regarding Brian Dable making such a big difference with Daniel Jones and what some of these good uh Coaches mean to teams and, and especially mean to the, with their relationship to the quarterbacks as well. Uh, so my initial reaction though, would still be to say, no, a coach can't be worth a first round pick, but I, you know, I, I really do think in the right situation with everything being ideal, um, it might just be worth it. I mean, Sean Payton's got a, if you're talking about Sean Payton, I mean, he's got a great track record. 
Uh, he seems to be have a very good offensive mind. He's a quarterback guy. Um, yeah, so it might just be worth it, Sal, because also when you're talking about first-round picks, possibly maybe uh, how many of these first-round picks always pan out? There's no guarantee that's going to happen either. So, But there might be a guarantee that the coach is going to pan out. So Yeah. So I don't yeah, know. So it might be worth. I think it might be worth the risk. Well, when you're looking at the options, right? So let's say you throw the Cardinals in there. If you if your Cardinals Broncos, you're stuck with Kyler and you're stuck with Russell Wilson, right? If yeah. you're Colts Panthers Texans, you're going to the draft, or you're going Brady, or you're going Derek Carr, uh, someone like that. So there's a lot to consider in terms of what a, a quarterback could do, uh, a coach could do for a quarterback. Probably kid as a fan of Romo all these years, I felt like he was held back by the uh, coaches that he was saddled with and the Cowboys were, and that was a shame. And you don't want wasted talent, but Brian, what do you think in terms of Peyton mid to late first round pick? And where would you go if you're him? Well, look, I I think it's worth it for certain teams. Like the Texans and the Panthers, I think it's worth it, especially for the Texans, right? You have two first round picks. I think it's okay if you move on from one of them. Um, but yeah, if you, you know, at first I was thinking the Broncos, it's, it's not worth it, right? You've lost all that draft capital last year with Wilson. And then I started thinking about it. I'm like, you know what? You're really stuck with Wilson for like three more years or whatever. So like, you're going to have to make the most of it. So maybe it makes sense to trade that first rounder that they got for Chubb over for Peyton. Cause what, otherwise you're going to be the laughing stock maybe for the next three years in, in that division. So Maybe it's well, even that, more that's different. why I think Peyton might not want to take that job. Yeah, right. It, well, yeah. exactly. That's the thing too. If you're Peyton, I don't know how you want that job, right? Because now you're yeah. like you lost all that draft capital last year. You don't have it this year either. You know what you saw offensively from them was horrible. So I mean, so I don't know. I personally, I personally wouldn't want to go to Denver with the situation that's there. Mm-hmm. I think from a coach from a coaching spot, the Panthers, the Texans, the Colts make sense to me from a living spot, like in terms of like, where would you want to live? Denver, Arizona Panthers makes sense to me. So that's why I was like, if I was this coach, uh, it seems like uh, the Carolina owner is a little bit of a pain there, but I think to me, Carolina with every looking at everything, right. They could probably trade up in the draft for, for one of the top quarterbacks if they want just living in Carolina. I mean, that's to me, that's a little bit better. I, I, you know, I'm sorry, Anastasia. I don't know about living in Houston. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, to me, I think yeah, maybe the Panthers Anastasia. would. Like in terms yeah. of, because you have to factor this all in, right? It just can't be. No, of you, course. Right? So, like in terms of what's best for your kids and everything else. So. Of course. And when the Staley um, job didn't materialize, which it looks like it doesn't, you're going to have to choose from these five. Harry, what do you think? I think the Cardinals may be slightly better situation living-wise and everything else and still being stuck with Kyla Murray in a West division that the 49ers look good in and uh, maybe the Rams tail off. And I don't know. I just, the other thing with Denver brother, Bry is you're looking at Patrick Mahomes for the next however many years, right? Right. right. So yeah. yeah that's that's that a tough division. situation in Denver for sure. What's your pick, Harry? I, I was thinking kind of, you know, I, I was kind of thinking Brian a little bit too with him. I like the Texans a little bit here. They have 11 picks in the draft. Uh, the second pick overall, they can get the quarterback that they want. Uh, Davis Mills was in the, when they drafted him a couple of years ago. Remember, it was supposed to be Deshaun Watson. So Davis Mills just happened to be the guy there. He wasn't going to be any main starter ever. And he just got kind of got forced into it. Defense this past season did what they could. Uh, played pretty good too. And at the, at the end of the season, they had three players with 120 tackles and they're on the field. 
field all the time, this defense, and they held in there until the end of the season. Damian Pierce is a rook, had eight touchdowns, over 1,000 combined yards. You wouldn't have to worry about uh, a running back in the situation in his rookie season. The division, was this a fluke here by Jacksonville? Because Tennessee and Indy both are trending downward, too. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's so important now to the quarterback. I, I think I would rank quarterback situation being number one, living situation number two, and maybe the owners, you know, as, as much of, uh, I, I don't know, some of these guys are scatterbrains um, in the uh, front office. So you don't want to be fired after a year and a half either. Although it's pretty nice. Who's, who is it? Rule, Matt Rule. How much is he getting? Is he getting $40 million? Not that much. So. Is that much or $8 million a year? Something crazy for Something like four crazy. years or something. Yep. All right. Quarterbacks definitely matter. I want your guys' confidence rankings. There's eight left. Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Lawrence, Hertz, Purdy, Daniel Jones, Dak Prescott. I have my top four. Actually, let's do top three. I'm going Burrow, Mahomes, and I had Allen before Dak, but I'm putting Dak ahead of Allen. I got to tell you, I was thinking about it. Like, why would we even have Allen over Purdy at this point, except that he has playoff experience? Just say you have to you have to include everything, right? I mean, this guy has fumbled or thrown interceptions 30 yep. times this year. He got sacked seven times last week. He had you know, three straight games with three turnovers in each game. I don't put Josh Allen in the top four, Parley Kid. Is he t- is he fourth for you? Yeah, so that's where I had him sitting here as fourth. And I know this; these rankings will get uh, some people upset. Uh, and, you know, I've been on Burrow. I still think like, he's my favorite quarterback right now. Yeah. But I still have to put Mahomes one. I think he's uh, – his numbers are just too good. Uh, and he seemed uh, – even without Hill this year, uh, it was still outstanding. Um, and I, I, I go with Burrow too. And this is where after this, to me, it gets a little tricky here. But – and I know people might not like to hear this, but Dak gets a bad rap because he plays in Dallas. Yeah, he had a str- he's had a bad stretch this year with his turnovers, but Dak has never been a turnover guy. He's never yeah. been. He was 37 and 10 last year for the right. Cowboys. His rookie year, he was 23 and four. He's mm-hmm. never really been an interception guy. He went into a little bit of a slump this year. Okay. If Allen. If, if Dak was turning the ball, imagine if Allen was playing in Dallas, he would be crucified. He's been able to get away with it in Buffalo. It's not a huge market. Uh, and I, I don't know his mistakes are forgiven. Dak's get amplified. We have to look at that. Dak has tremendous numbers over his career. Uh, he's a great leader, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to put him three in my rankings right here, Sal. I'm putting him All three. Right. He deserves some respect. He's been a very, very good quarterback. Uh, and then I go Allen for, and then, uh, you know, it's a toss up with the rest of the guys. I think they're all very good. They're all very good. Yeah. We got a nice batch here, but it just turns out it's just weird with Cincinnati and Buffalo coming off games that they both could have lost. Um, I still put Burrow. I still trust him so much more than uh, I do uh, Josh Allen. And, you know, I, I put others ahead of him. I don't know if he's, I guess he's fifth. Brian, you have him fourth. I have him fourth, but look, I mean, obviously, you know, Allen at times could be one, right? He, he, he We're moving him fourth because he's been pretty reckless with the ball, right? It's like, right this, now, yeah. It's based right, on right now. Because last yeah. year at this time, seriously, like even in that Chiefs game, right, or the Patriots game, last in the place, every time they had the ball, it seemed like they were going to score. And that's kind of how mm-hmm. the season started off with the Bills. That's just what you felt. But, but now when you're watching the Bills, 
for whatever reason, it's just, you're, especially when you gamble on them, you feel like they may turn it over every time they have it. It's just that different feeling. So, yeah, I would label them four at the moment. I have a little bit different than you guys. I, I mean, I do have Mahomes one because, look, if you needed one quarterback to have one game-winning drive, I think it still mm-hmm. has to be Mahomes regardless. Uh, Burrow, Burrow two. Um, and I, I put Hurts three. I mean, look, mm. and again, confidence rankings – Yes, maybe with the injury, you you got to take it down a little bit. But I we're still we're criticizing this guy who's gone fourteen and one and as as a starter so far this year. I, I you know, I, we can't really look at that last game. I think in the playoffs, what what should set him apart of his are his legs, right? He's going to be aggressive with his legs. I think this week. Um, so confidence wise, you know, they already have the two wins over the Giants, even though. I'm not saying to which me it's team all I the like. shoulder. That, that's why I didn't yeah. put them in my yeah, top that, four. Fine. To me, like I, I'm not, I'm not positive that that's that's, uh, fine, that's all that's right. Fine. Yeah, uh, Harry, you also have Burrow number one as uh, as I do. Dak number two. That surprises me, uh, but no Josh Allen yeah. in your top four. Yeah, no Josh Allen. You're right, Sal. Too many too many turnovers. Too uh, too careless. You know, and I'm going to put Burrow Burrow first. Still not a stellar game. I'm going to give a pass uh, for last week's game against Baltimore because. Still proves he can win on the road, uh, defending AFC champs and three and zero lifetime versus Mahomes. I did have Hurts and Mahomes three and four because just respect. I know they, uh, you know Kansas City's been on cruise control and Hurts did what he did. I think that's respect for three and four there. But two, yeah, I'm going to go Dak second. Absolutely, I can't believe I'm saying he was flawless, flawless last week. First win in ages for Dallas on the road. Uh, we know he can do stuff like that. I also was impressed. He took off seven times. That was the most yeah. time he ran yes. uh, last this, for the year. And at Mississippi State, I mean, it's not that long into the into his career. Mississippi State, he wasn't a good running quarterback. He was a great running back. If he can do more of that and throw San Francisco off, and this is also a redemption game for him for losing the, at home to San Fran last year in the playoffs, I'm going to put Dak second. I think he has a big game. Is he the oldest of the quarterbacks right now uh, out of the eight? He has to be uh, right. Has I think he, to be is he twenty nine? I think you're right, Sal. He's got. Uh, he's twenty nine. Yeah, uh, he That's might have fun. it by like by like three years or something. That's funny too. Yeah. I, it's funny. I really wasn't thinking about how young all these guys are. Yeah, uh, uh, wow. twenty six, twenty three. Yeah. You got all these guys. Yeah. Kudos to Harry for listening too, because he spent a good uh, portion yeah. of the season bashing him week in and like, week out. So. I don't I like Harry. Darren, I'll be fair here. I'm going to be fair. He was unbelievable last like week. Not one mistake. I don't yeah. like Harry taking him there, especially at two. He was crucifying him for the last like seven weeks of the season. Yeah, how, how, exactly. how all of a sudden you make yeah, this flip I understand. But he's fair weather. I like to get you guys going. Yeah, Darren, I like to get you guys going, but yeah, you're right. He's He has a bad stretch of interceptions. No doubt about it. Careless ones too, but Flawless last week and hasn't been an interception guy his career. I think momentum plays a big part of it. Definitely, for sure, in a lot of these. Like we were talking about on extra points. Like, I guess you could say the Jaguars have momentum because they won, right? And they advanced. But how many teams played well and advanced, right? Dallas did. uh, Sure. New England, I'm sorry, no, Cincinnati didn't, Buffalo didn't, they, they didn't play, neither of those teams played well. I guess San Francisco did, the Giants did, like teams you wouldn't think. And that momentum means something now in the second week in January. All right, maybe it doesn't. We're going to ask, we're going to find out from Mike Lombardi after this quick break. 
Have you been betting with the Caesar Sportsbook and Casino app? If so, keep it up because every bet earns with Caesar's rewards. That means win or lose, you're getting closer to amazing perks like game tickets, free stays, bonuses, and more. And if not, well, when you get started, your first bet is on Caesars. Register with promo code OmahaFull and place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, congrats. If you don't, You'll get your stake back as a free bet. 21 years plus only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 or more wager only must register with an eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bet credit, $1,250 must be used within 14 days of receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. If you have a gambling problem in Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call one 800 bets off Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier, City, and Harris, New Orleans. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, which is 1-800-426-2537. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, let's bring in our guest. This man is such a wealth of football knowledge. He even has a coaching tree planted in his backyard. The host <laughs> of the GM Shuffle Pod, former NFL executive and three-time Super Bowl winner, Michael Lombardi. Mike, welcome back to the show. Thank you, cousin Sal. Appreciate. It. Always like doing in the uh, the pod. Always do. Uh, it's a white oak tree. That's what they have. That's my new book. I wrote about all the yeah. coaching trees in the NFL. And if you remember that tree that uh, Red went to go get the money in Shawshank, of course, it's a white oak. And so white oak extend their longest branches. And so when you study the NFL, 
there's essentially five white oaks of coaching trees that you kind of come from one way or the other. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I appreciate I'm that. I'm very excited. And I was going to save this for the end because it, it doesn't really have to do with football, but you brought up the white Oak and you brought up Shawshank, which I think is the uh, greatest ending for a movie ever. It's kind of, kind of perfect. But um, a listener wrote in said, I love the podcast. I just watched the uh, Sopranos for the first time and I'm shocked at the ending. Uh, I was curious about, he was curious about our thoughts. I never liked the ending of The Sopranos, and I still don't like it. I know people have changed over the years. You are the biggest Sopranos fan. What's your What's your opinion on how it ended? Fate to I just I did a podcast with Joe Solomon's and my good friend Goldie, and he asked the same question, and he had a theory. He said, "You know, when you go to therapy, therapy just ends. You know, it just goes. It's over." And so mm -hmm. that's what The Sopranos was like a therapy session that just ended. You know, I, I kind of liked it because it allowed me to draw my own conclusions. It allowed me to kind of play the role of a writer and think, like, how would they take this another way? Like, I didn't need it to be in a neat box. I didn't understand, like, who would have ordered the hit? Like, everything was pretty well condensed in the family. So who would have asked, who would have had him hit? You know, right. Junior was in no position to order a hit. So I, I was okay with it. I mean... I didn't want Tony to die, and it allowed, now I have control of it in my own imagination. Well, I'll say a couple of things. First of all, yeah, I had no alternate solution, right? Because I, I get why they keep him alive. There was a possibility they were going to make a movie and everything else. So I don't know how else it would have ended other than watching um, Meadow Parallel Park for 20 minutes. But, <laughs> um, but the... But the interesting thing is what it did to all movies and TV shows afterwards. It kind of let you do that, the play it yourself television like no movie in the next 10 15 years had an ending because of the sopranos because it was so brilliant but anyway uh i, I can go on and on and on I, it just never grew on me um i do appreciate you coming here you were you're, you're just back from thailand with cliff kingsbury is that right how did that go <laughs> that went well you know i, I did not I, I mean i've been married for 35 years so my wife wasn't the instagram <laughs> model that, that he was although she certainly could do that. But, you know, we had a good trip there. I, I didn't like the food as much. I was doing okay. a takeout over there. <laughs> all right. Let's uh, we're kidding. Of course, of course, uh, Mike married an Instagram model and all that stuff. She's a lovely, <laughs> lovely lady. Uh, I do want to start. Let's get into these games. Cowboys, 49ers. Uh, first of all, the kicking situation there. It seems like they're bringing them back. They did sign this Viscaino guy who I think missed five out of seven extra points is why, why he was cut in the first place years ago, five years. So I don't know that it's a big improvement. What do you do well, any with kicker a kicker on the like street, that? Now, any kicker on the streets missed kick. That's why he's on the street. Right. So it's not right. like they're going to sign some kicker who, who's made kicks and he's on the street. I don't understand. You know, so here's my here's my idea. I, I mm -hmm. couldn't be – I couldn't go into the game – with this kicker, I almost feel like you should go in the game with two kickers because mm -hmm. if he misses the first extra point, you know, the dam is broken. You're not putting him out there again. So now are you going to go for two? Are you going for a field goal? What are you doing? Right. He's got no, he's lost all the confidence of the players. So if you had any other kicker, you could go to him, you know, yeah. it's almost like, but that's dangerous because you know, who do you put down? Who don't you dress for the game? Right. So I would probably go in with two kickers. I wouldn't go in with Maher. I can tell you that I have no faith or trust that he's going to make the kick. Like I didn't understand why the cameras on ESPN weren't out there at the at, at after halftime, you know, to showing us what he looked like kicking 
coming out of that. Right. Like that was the most relevant story of the game. Like, what's this kid mm-hmm. going to kick like? Well, I want to see his practice kicks. I'm not there at practice, so I can't judge that. But I know this: if he trots out there for the first kick and misses it, 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 it the, the hit the fan. Now, where are we going? Yeah, like, if you have the other kicker on the roster. At least you could say, okay, I'm going to put this guy in because the way you break the game down, these are two evenly matched teams, and it's going mm-hmm. to come down to a kick. Because remember, field goals, missed field goals are turnovers. I mean, so when you when you miss a field goal, you've turned the ball over. And if you have a guy who can't make a kick, you're going to turn it over. Yeah. What do you think? Well, I mean, and it's true because, and even if he's nailing him, let's say all week in practice, or like you said, at halftime, it's like, now he, he nailed like seven 55 yarders in a row. It doesn't really matter. Right. Because it's all game day situation that we're, we're looking at here. So the practice, I mean, like, it's, it's such a mess. How it's many guys mess. shoot 63 at Augusta on Thursday and shoot 79 on Sunday? Right. I don't know. Is, that, is that a quiz? You can't measure, sure. right? you, can't, <laughs> yeah. you can't measure that. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, like, I don't have any faith that he's going to be able to be, oh, my God, he's going to shoot lights out on Sunday. You know, he's going to be Nick Fowler chipping it off the edge. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. So I want to have some security knowing that this is going to be a three-point game. Like, these, like, think about this. You guys are all betters. That under was 48 and a half. Set the line was 48 and a half. If that kid makes two of the four kicks, it goes over. Oh he yeah, bet on his on his inability to make kicks. If you bet the over, right, right, exactly. Yeah, you're not kidding. All right, so you like it a field goal game, which means it sounds like you're taking the points because the Cowboys have now it's crept down to three and a half. It was four and a half. Um, I want to say this though, on in the Niners' defense, or speaking on the Niners, it, it seems like Brock Purdy gets all the attention and all the headlines, but. Christian McCaffrey, I believe, unless you're going to tell me otherwise, is the best midseason pickup of all time in the well, NFL. He, he's the perfect player for them because yeah. unlike Eckler, he doesn't have to carry the running game in their offense. Okay. So he's an accessory. He's like buying an expensive car and putting an incredible sound system into the car. He's the sound system. He makes everything else better. If he were the lead dog and it was just him, it would be Carolina's problem. Carolina actually got better when he left because Carolina didn't have to run the offense through him. He's not capable of being the lead dog in the running and the passing game. He's an accessory like Eckler is. This is where, to me, the Chargers screwed up. Eckler should have been the alternate. He should have been less because he's so good in the passing game. He's a weapon. But when they mm-hmm. make him, when they make him the every down back, and then they can't get any running game going or they can't control the game, it it all falls short. To me, Kyle's the perfect coach for McCaffrey because he uses them in different places, and because they're the best yards after the catch skill players in the league, he fits perfectly in there. And so they can be in base offense, one back, two backs, a tight end and two receivers, and be in nickel and be in three receivers because McCaffrey's a receiver, right? So they can, and they put Samuel in the back. They can do all sorts of things. They have all these interchangeable parts. To me, they remind me of when the Bulls were with Jordan and Pippen, right? So mm-hmm. Belichick and I sat behind the bench. I can remember this is, and Jackson was in front of us, and he would substitute based on the opponent's substitutions, but just move Pippen and Jordan to different places. And then the coach, Lenny Wilkins, would have to substitute to get the right matchups. And then he would shift it again. That's the 49ers offense. They stay base, but you gotta you gotta play the game. How do we play them? 
and they're hard to play, and they're the best yards after the catch. What the illusion is here is their offense carries their team, not their defense. Yeah. Interesting. McCaffrey scored, guys. By the way, McCaffrey scored seven games with San Fran, scored in all of them. Yeah. Yeah. They're like nine and oh, what is uh is it only seven games? I thought he was like nine and oh, nine and oh against the spread. I, I saw something crazy with them. But yeah, he's definitely the unsung hero, if you can even name him that, because Brock Purdy is getting all the uh, attention. All right, let's stay in the NFC, Mike. Giants, Eagles, they these teams know each other really well. Um, I like the Giants momentum. Not too many teams played well and advanced from last week, right? Cowboys did, Giants did, I guess the Niners did. Really, this comes down to if you believe Jalen Hurts' shoulder is healthy or not. Otherwise, maybe this should be three and a half, right? Well, I mean, look, it was, it was, uh, it, it was, I think it was seven and a half when they played in the Meadowlands. And mm-hmm. and the and the Eagles, when he was healthy, you know, they they got that 21 to nothing lead. Then the Giants blocked the punt and got back in it a little bit. The Giants had opportunities. They couldn't block. The Giants were a different team then. Their defense specifically was. Now on offense, they're playing a little bit. They're playing better. They could run the ball in the Eagles. But think about mm-hmm. this. Eagles, what that makes the Eagles so effective is the fact that they have, of their 69 sacks they have this year, 60 of them have come from their defensive linemen. Wow. 60 from defensive linemen. So they can generate pass rush. They can rush for and put pressure on you, which makes it a little harder for the Giants. I think it's a close game, too. I'm with you. I think the Giants will play them better defensively. They gave up way too many big plays in the Meadowland game. You know, they gave up a they were going to intercept the ball, and Waddle comes down with it, and he goes for a touchdown. And then they get a turnover. Next thing you know, A.J. Brown catches a deep pass. They, they can't give up the big play, and they and they have to stay attached into the at least into the third quarter if they're going to have a chance to sneak out a win. I think it'll be hard for them. Now, is Hurts healthy? We'll see when he gets a hit. I think the Eagles will do this. I think the Eagles, the first series of the game, will throw it, show him throwing the ball down the field and running him to let everybody know he's healthy. And secondly, see if Lane Johnson can hold up. Yeah, that's a big one too. Well, he just guy doesn't give up a sack. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting with the Eagles. With the I think the um, the third time around, the um, team that's beaten the inferior team twice is thirteen and seven in this divisional round, but only like ten nine and one against the spread. I think I saw something like that. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting this matchup. All right, over in the AFC, Mike. As far as I'm concerned, if the Chiefs take care of business, we have a dynamite final four. Um, but can they do that? And do you trust them on the spread? I think they're six, 10 and one against the spread all year. Definitely the better team playing this Jaguars team. I don't know if they're full of crap or what they could have lost to the Titans week 18 on that Saturday night. Definitely obviously could have lost last week. Which way are you leaning? You know, I think when you go back and watch the game, they played, I think it was week 10 of the season, but right before the Jaguars went to a, went to a bye, they played them the right way onside kick to start the game. You know, mm-hmm. but their first six possessions, five punts and a turnover, five punts uh, and a field and a missed field goal. So they come mm-hmm. away with nothing. And, you know, they hung in the game. They were hanging in the game. They missed two field goals. Mahomes was sensational in the red zone. He was four for five. The Chiefs had a red zone fumble, which cost them. They The Chiefs turned the ball over three times. Jacksonville didn't. Jacksonville played the right way and couldn't beat them. But the difference is. Lawrence has got to play at an elite level. If Lawrence can play at an elite level, I think this game will be closer than the eight and a half or if it gets to nine. I think it'll be a close game. I think Kansas City is going to win. But I think if 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 he plays an elite level, which he didn't play the first time they play him, 
I think they right. have a chance. But that that chief team with with the running back with Pacheco and then with these with the way Mahomes is so good in the red zone, it's hard to stay stay even with them. It really is. Yeah, it's hard. Except they take their foot off the gas. We've seen it so many times, right? With the even against Denver, like teams, they should beat by thirty, and they just don't. So I don't know. I'm looking at it as a spread perspective. I think the Chiefs uh, definitely win, but that's I a good final four. Stat today, since 2004, the number one seeds are 13, 27, and one against the spread in this yes, round. in the divisional round. Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. It's weird. You don't want to bet against them, but it makes sense. All right, uh, Bengals Bills. Now, this to me is like this is. This, they just have this line wrong. I love the Bengals. I think they're very physical. Um, they have a chip on their shoulder because they're playing in Buffalo. Maybe they shouldn't be. Josh Allen is as bad as he's been. Let's face it. He, I mean, if he he's taking off with the ball, it's like, all right, could be a first down or he could easily turn it over. They have three straight games with three or more turnovers. Uh, I like Cincinnati. I don't, I don't think that story necessarily should be their offensive line. Bill Allen got sacked seven times last week. What yeah. do you think? Well, I think if Buffalo wants to get back to to the next round, they they have to go back to their six-back offense. They have to run Allen. He's got to be the leading ball carrier. They're a better offense when he's running the offense through him. The running game runs through him, not off a drop-back pass game and take off and scramble. I'm talking about power. I'm talking about quarterback sweep, like he did in the game when they played Kansas City. He was their leading rusher on the team. So they have to get back to that. They have gone away from that because they don't want him to get hurt, but he's hurting them the way he's playing. And, you know, he, he's got superstar talent. He doesn't play like a superstar. He just doesn't. Mm -hmm. I mean, he turns the ball over too much to be considered a great player. He's a great talent. There's no denying that. And I think the other thing people make a mistake about Buffalo is they, their skill players are not nearly as talented as we think they are. Diggs mm -hmm. is great, right? Diggs is really good. But remember, Diggs in the Kansas City game had three had three catches for seven yards last year. That's what he had, three right. seven. It was Gabriel Davis that won it. You're not so right. great in the skill players if you're signing John Brown at 33 or 32 years old and Cole Beasley at 33. If you're bringing those guys up, you're not as good as you think you are. And I think this, the Bengals will match up to them in the secondary. I think if they can take away Diggs, which will be hard, I think they match up. I think this is a field goal game. I'm with you. I think the line's too much. I think there's a overreaction to their offensive line, which isn't very good. The thing that worries me the most is McPherson was hot this time last year. He's not this right. Year. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. That is very strange. He is the hottest kicker in the league, and they got through uh, because of it. Yeah, uh, I, I just love Joe Burrow. We all we're big fans of Joe Burrow here. We put in terms of confidence, quarterback confidence. I don't. We struggle to put Allen in the top four right now out of the eight. Where would you put Allen versus Burrow? Well, I mean, it's, you know, it's obviously going to be Mahomes. You got Hurts. You got Burrow. I mean, Lawrence is playing better than Allen. Lawrence has got to really, I mean, last week he threw the interceptions. He's got to take his game up a level. Dak played better last week. Yeah. I mean, he turns the ball over too much. Yeah. Too I mean, much. Uh, and, and Purdy, they don't ever put Purdy in that position, but. To me, you got to protect the football, and their offense is way out of sync right now. They have no real continuity with their offense. It's either a three-run homer or two strikeouts. Yeah, interesting. Uh, I'm going to be a mess when that, when that game rolls around. Um, 
You know, we talked to a, a friend of yours. You worked with him. Uh, I'll say, I'll even say, the Browns organization, and it just it drives me crazy that these coordinators around this time of year are in the middle of game planning for a playoff game, but also interviewing for head coaching jobs. Dan Quinn, for example, I think meets with the Broncos on Friday. Friday. Now I've been told, well, Friday's sort of an off day. Like, well, this is a short week for the Cowboys. Why a do they allow this to happen? And b why is this? This sucks. I mean, these interviews are four hours long and they have to prepare for them, right? Even well, if it's over Zoom, be, it's I mean, a big I'm sure he's probably prepared for it. I mean, he, I'm sure from a from a program standpoint, he's going through enough of these interviews. He kind of knows what he wants to do. I think it's, you know, his bigger challenge is, look, he's he's watched Kyle Shanahan. He, you know, he worked with him. He hired him. He was his offensive coordinator in Atlanta. So to me, he better know how Kyle's going to call the game, how Kyle's going to react, how Kyle's going to adjust. And what bothers Kyle? I think that's more of a, the worry to me, making sure he knows that than, than spending four hours doing an interview. Yeah, right. If you're Mike McCarthy or Jerry Jones, aren't you like, hey, Dan, can, can we do this even on Monday? Can you do it uh, Sunday night after the game? I, it just seems uh, I, I mean, I would think that would be a better call to do it after the game. I think Martindale's interviewing with the Colts on Monday, so Sundays after that game. Well, you saw Jeff Saturday completed his interview with the Colts, right? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, that probably went really well. I'm sure. It did. <laughs> what is because you know, I, I think it's important to know that Jeff is—he's uh, got a way of doing things. Now right. he's never coached before, but I don't know what that way of doing things is. It's you know, right, right. You know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he would things would change when he gets in there. I don't know. We'll have to go back to the Essos High School kids, how they change, how he did things there. <laughs> yeah, I think they've seen enough. I don't, I don't know what you have to find out in a, in an interview. All right, let's say, Mike, let's say hypothetically you had a son who was an offensive coordinator in the league, right? And you could advise him on the quarterbacks that are available, the ones with the ones with, uh, with the experience, not the college guys. And let's say the the threshold was He's going to get him for two years. Who do you want? Who do you tell him? Go after Brady, go after Rogers, go after, uh, you know, Matt Ryan, anybody. What would you say? Well, I mean, if, if you could guarantee me Brady's going to play for two years, I would easily say Brady. I don't know if he could. I don't think Brady's to the level that people think he is after Monday. All Brady stinks. You know, I mean, Byron Leftwich had the Jacksonville job last year. He turned it down and now mm-hmm. he's out of work today, unfortunately. And so that was a huge mistake on his part because he should have taken that head coaching job at Jacksonville. I mean, I look, I would take Brady because I know him. Brady knows the system. I would tell him, I don't know if Tom could play or wants to play. I think Rodgers would be dynamic. I think Rodgers, it's funny with Aaron Rodgers. He gets blamed for the bad season this year and LaFleur gets all the credit for the 213 win seasons. It's unbelievable. Yeah, You know, I mean, but I, I mean, for me, if I don't think Brady, I think Brady could still play whether he wants to or not. I don't see his arm declining. I don't see his eye level coming down and I don't see his toughness lacking. Mm-hmm. Brian, you're a big Raiders fan out of those two Rogers or Brady. Who do you want? Well, I mean, it's much easier to get Brady right at this point. Uh, I mean, you're just asking who, who I would prefer Rogers at this point, just age wise and, and whether or not Tom really wants to do this, but. I mean, you'd have to, I 
think contractually and everything else, Brady would be the one that would make sense the most. Are well, there any for. other to any other? I mean, I would say Carl. Well, I mean, you got the bar. I mean, you certainly. Yeah. There could. I mean, great Roman's fire today as we take this, but I don't know what that means for Lamar. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to explore interesting. all the options. Uh, what would it take to get Lamar? You know, if if Russell Wilson went for what he went for, what's Lamar worth? Yeah. That is an interesting case. I still say they franchise franchise tag him. I, I don't know any oh, other solution. Fran- Sal, they're going to franchise them. They have to protect their asset. Now, yeah. what they do once they franchise them is a different story. They're going to franchise them to protect their asset. He's not getting to the market free. Right. He's worth more than than a compensatory third round pick. So mm-hmm. you protect your asset, and if you don't want to negotiate a long term deal, that's up to you. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, are you going to see 80 for Brady? I mean, maybe that'll give you some insight that you don't have. You don't have I, I, I don't think so. I mean, I'm, ho- I'm, 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 I'm jealous of our man, Harry over here. He's going to go down to Tampa and see the, see Bruce. I mean, like I have there. So I'm jealous of that. I'm just, I'm just looking at this. I'm trying to sneak up to, uh, to Red Bank, the, the steal, they go into the, the, uh, audition, nice. the uh, rehearsals. <laughs> I'll send you, you some well, videos, Mike. How many times have you seen Bruce now, Mike? In my life, probably over a hundred. I've seen him in. All right, that's enough. That's oh, enough. Wow. I've never met him, Sal. I've been trying to meet him. I I made a bet with Tony Larusa after before the Super Bowl forty nine. He said, "If you guys win the Super Bowl, I'll get you a meeting with them." I'm still waiting. So, really? Yeah, he might have forgotten. He's forgotten I'll a lot of things. Him. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you going to be in Arizona for the Super Bowl? You, you will, right? Yeah, Vison, the, our, our our show, Vison, DraftKings, we're all going to be on Radio Row, right with you. We're going to try to steal some of your food. Yes, please do. And maybe we all go see uh, 80 for Brady uh, together. Maybe we, we hop out like, on a Tuesday actually, night. I think we should go to Bianca Pizza because I bought oh, yeah. Chef's Table Pizza. So we got to go over to see that, do that. Oh, listen, I'll get you. Some. Have you not been there? I mean, that's. No. All right, your 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 Springsteen to Bianco pizza ratio needs to tighten up a little bit. I think. Okay, have you been there? To nothing. Well, I'm I'm an investor in the place, and there's one out here in L.A. now. Yeah, I love it. It's the oh, greatest. Great. Well, then now I know it's who to call get a reservation. That's right. Go. Yeah, I shouldn't have said anything. So, uh, Harry, <laughs> you had a you had a question for Mike with the what, what was the prop for this week? Yeah, how about this, Mike? I know Kansas City, Philadelphia coming off buys, but highest scoring team. Who do you think it will be this week? And Kansas City's the favorite at two to uh, two to one. Philadelphia plus three fifty. Uh, Bills four seventy five. San Fran seven fifty. Cincy at ten to one, and Jacksonville at twelve. Who's the highest scoring team this week? Uh, you know, I think it could be Philly. I think it could hmm. be Philly only because I think if they make big plays, it depends on Hurts. I think there's risk there. Uh, I, you can't take I can't take Jacksonville because I think Kansas City's going to win. If I mm-hmm. had to take one ten to one on Cincy's would be the, the one I would take. That's interesting, right? Ten to one for the defending yeah. AFC champs. I well, think they like that think, under though. Yeah, everybody doesn't think they'll, they'll throw the ball because they can't protect. Meanwhile, Miami was playing with a bunch of backups in their offensive line. They protected last week. Right. That's true. Right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Very exciting weekend. I'm very nervous. Uh, I'm just I'm I'm praying for an ending that's not similar to the Sopranos in that Cowboys 49ers game. I really I just get I get flashbacks. It was the first game I ever cried at, Mike, uh, with the rolling right touchdown pass. Spirit right um, option, yeah. Uh, uh, I hated it. And then even last year, that nonsense with the 20-yard quarterback sneak and no time to snap the ball. I, we might just be. Uh, I mean, what I would be nervous about is is the, has Kellen Moore developed the strategy on how to win the game, or is he going to call plays to gain yards? 
They're two different yeah. things. And to be the 49ers, you. you have to have a strategy for how to win the game. It's not how many yards you get. It's how you play the game to win. Right. This this coaching matchup, though, is well in favor of the 49ers, would you say? Well, no, I, I think that, look, the, the one thing the Niners don't care about, they know what they're, you know they're going to do on defense. They don't make any bones about it. They're gonna, they're, they are not complicated. Mm. They're very challenging to block. They're not complicated. And, look, you got Dan Quinn. He's seen Kyle Shanahan. He knows him. He knows how he thinks. He's been in meetings. If there can't be some segue there, both ways, you know, but Kyle's the best play caller in the NFL by far. All right. Well, that doesn't make me feel any good. What are you going to do? <laughs> you got to get Belichick real quick. Belichick. Why is he committed just to the Patriots? Why can't he be like a Parcells and just jump to another team and win? I don't know. Do I think, think that's a great question. I, I, I think obviously that was baby facial Solomon's question, but good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know. I think, uh, Look, I think he's, you know, the 70 is the new 50. I don't think he's too old. And mm. so, you know, but, you know, coaches in the NFL can't just change. I mean, like Sean Payton, he's interviewing with Carolina. You think the Saints are going to give him away for nothing for a, like a, a, a mid-level pick to go watch him coach against them two years in a row? Mm. Interesting. I hadn't considered that. We discussed that. But, yeah, the individual rivals will demand more than just, like, let's say Denver, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. If he goes to Denver, I'll see you once every four years, Sean. If you go to Carolina, you're coming in here once a year. Right. There you go. All right. I'm going to end this. I can't stand looking at Mike. He's too skinny. I, I don't know. We, <laughs> we just hit the holidays, and he somehow lost another 15 pounds. Yeah, I'm going to keep <laughs> – but, no, but when we go to Bianca Pizza, I'm going to garb up. I'm going to carve Good. up. Oh. Good. I'm getting you fat again. There we go. Uh, Super right. Bowl week. It'll be me and Lombardi and Harry. We'll uh, have a good time. Mike, what do you have to plug? You're all over the place. Well, I just, I mean, I, you know, I got the Lombardi line, GM Shuffle the podcast and Deason uh, online, you know, the biggest stats and information network. My man, Harry's with us every Wednesday, giving up, throwing out teasers left and right. Yeah. I mean, he's got more <laughs> teasers. I mean, I want to tease the set. Thanks, Mike. When he sees him at Springsteen. I, that's what I want to be. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> can't wait can't wait i love it we'll get it all together mike lombardi the greatest thanks for joining us i appreciate thanks, it pal. thanks everybody all right thanks mike. Right. thanks mike all right we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back robert half research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring if you have open roles chances are you're feeling this too that's why you need robert half our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary ai to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. All right, let's quickly talk NBA here because we have a minus in front of the MVP favorite, and it's Nikola Jokic, minus 110. Luka uh, losing to Atlanta, 
last night, plus 325. And then there's Tatum, 5 to 1, Embiid, 750. You got Giannis at 10 to 1. My goodness, what's happened? Who did I take? I took Luca and Giannis. Uh, Brian, I don't have a chance. Like, Jokic is, uh, I mean, Simmons was slamming me. He's like, we got to take Denver to win the West. They're definitely going to win the West. I think they're nine and one since he said that. Is, uh, is his, it's going to be his unless he gets hurt at this point, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's been phenomenal, right? I mean, I it, there was such an outcry last year that he shouldn't have won his second MVP in a row. And right now it's, it's looking like he's going to win his third. I mean, the guy doesn't miss any games too. So it's when you're factoring in all these other guys potentially skipping games or missing games. Right. It just, you know, Jokic just, I mean, he just goes along. Those, those the numbers get better. He, they get better and better every year. I mean, I know his rebounds maybe are down, but his, you know, his field goal percentage is like some crazy 63%, but he plays so easily. It's mm-hmm. right. It, it doesn't, it doesn't wear on him just the way he plays. He plays at his own pace. And the only one that I would say right now, no, he doesn't get much. He's not, he's still not getting much buzz again, but I feel like Morant still has to be in the conversation, right? Because they and Denver are the two best teams right now. Like Memphis right. has won 11 in a row. Um, so he's got to, he's yep. got to be more in the conversation and everybody else is, everybody else is sliding right now. Everybody it's else. interesting. I see like LeBron's averaging 30 points a game, right? 29.8, yeah. 150 to one. Yeah. <laughs> so crazy. <You laughs> crazy. Like, what the hell happened to the rest of the league? But these other guys, Luca and, and uh, Jokic and Embiid and Tatum and Giannis, they just battle. It's like a 50 point, you know, all right, who's yep. going to score 50 tonight? Every, uh, every other game. But uh, Paula kid, is it going to be uh it's going to be Jokic. It's hard to uh, argue against him right now, Sal. The guy is a triple-double machine. I What does he put up? Like five out of his last six games have been triple-doubles or something. It might be even better than that ratio. Uh, and yeah. I think he, only one assist kept him out of having like a streak of six or seven straight games. But And his numbers uh, show that. But I think it might be a good time to jump on uh, Luca as well right now, getting that number, Sal. Um, you know, are we going to see? Well, he Jokic scores eight this? points more a game than uh, than Jokic. I wonder what the biggest discrepancy between MVP and top scorer uh, has been. Was it Westbrook? But, but he's also. Hey, I don't. I don't know what who would have been. But but like how Brian said, sixty three percent from the field. He's second in the league in yeah. assists. Yeah, and they're twenty one three at home. What a what a I team know. player! What a great it's player! Insanity. And yeah, and I and I I don't I watched the second half last night of that game against Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Minnesota totally outplayed Denver, but it was Jokic who willed them at the end, last three minutes. He's great. Pull that game out. It was a great game. I don't know who else. I mean, you're not going to see ten to one for Giannis that much, right, in his career. But uh, but man, it really does see if they're if they're not going to be a one or two seed, it doesn't really matter. What are you going to say? What are you saying here, babyface? Uh, yeah, I was mean, curious what the guys think. But I mean, this year, Luca watching the games is it's very early 06, 07 LeBron vibes almost. I mean, absolutely no support, no, no supporting support. cast. Right. And like even when Tim Hardaway Jr. is your your number two, you're running yeah, mate. I mean, bad. yeah, it's bad. And it's exactly it's like very they miss Brunson. Yeah. What is Lucas supposed to do? Oh man, did they miss Brunson? Yeah. So yeah. all right. Keeping it in the NBA. By the way, extrapoints.com. Every single day, these guys make picks. Every single day, Harry, you're uh, you're doing well with your video picks. What are you eight, two, and one or something? Nine and two, my last eleven. Nine and two, my All last right. eleven, and the and the two losses, by the way, nine and two with three parlays in there. One loss, Jazz minus five and a half win by four, 
Mm-hmm. And my other one was a three-team parlay. The two hit. My loser was Carolina at minus 300, the Hurricanes on Sunday. Up to, and they were up to nothing. Mm-hmm. Minus 300 for the game, up to nothing. They lose 4-3. Those are my two losers in 11 days. Wow. And none of the Charles wins. Play, had, Harry. Charles none, play. none of the wins could have lost, right? Uh, they were all blocked. South, five straight for the parlay kid. Four really? straight. Yeah. Four straight plus money picks Whoa. in a row. Going for five tonight. Do it, Parley. Can you tell us who you like? Who do you like? Who's your play of the day? Well, I, well, my EP play of the day is Seattle Kraken over the Devils, who are great on the road, but mm-hmm. maybe a little road weary. But I'm also selling my play of the day, the Boston Celtics, minus five and a half over the Golden State. Sell Golden State straight up five and 17 on the road. Boston, seven, 17 and five at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, Golden State has not been very good against the spread this year uh, as well. Uh, I just feel like Boston steps up. They got kind of embarrassed in Golden State about a month ago. Uh, I think this is kind of a little bit of revenge game or, game, you know, big, especially after losing uh, as well uh, in the finals last year uh, against them. I think they have a little revenge on their mind. I think they beat up on Golden State, who just hasn't been a good road team at all this year. So. All right, brother Brian, going against the Parley Kids extra points pick I, um, with the Devils, huh? I am. Um, you know the the college slates. College slates not great tonight. Um, and, and look, maybe lean. You know, maybe jump with Parley Kid. I mean, my I, I told you twenty two twenty twenty two wasn't going to get better for me in terms of my picks. They were great. I've started off um, January very cold uh, on the EP picks, at least. Very All cold. right. So. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to take the Devils minus 130 on the road. You know, at the beginning of the year, the Devils obviously were on fire. They hit a snag in December, but they're back to playing really well. You know, they've won five straight, starting with that Rangers game. Uh, we all lost a ton of money on in Vegas, uh, but they've won seven on seven straight on the road. They are an insane 18 two and one on the road this season. 18 two yep. mm. and one, which is just wow. absolutely crazy. And now the Kraken were the hottest team in hockey to start January, but they've lost their last two losing four, one and five, two. So maybe they've hit a little bit of a snag. So I'm going to, and, and they've really, they have not the crack. And I will say too, great road team. Haven't necessarily been good at home this year. So I'm going to take the devils minus one thirty. All right, Harry, uh, you and I are going on the hardwood and the, and the college ranks. Yeah. I'm going to go to the, uh, the big 10. I'm going to take Maryland at home mm. minus two and a half against Michigan. Guys, this is the fishy number, the fishiest line of the day. Terps being a two and a half point favorite, and it was one yesterday, so it keeps going up. Eighteen days ago, Michigan beat them in Ann Arbor, Michigan beat them in Ann Arbor by thirty five points. Terps scored their lowest point total of the year at forty six, and and actually they've lost Maryland too. three of the last four are they're at Purdue and who's number three in the country on Saturday. Why are they, why does the line keep going up towards Maryland? Fishy game, fishy spread. Maryland steals this one from Michigan. All right. I'm going college as well. Memphis uh, minus 10 over Wichita state's an AAC matchup. Wichita only averages 62 points a game. Memphis 79 Memphis has whipped them the last three by 20, 18, and 24, uh, I gave this out on Extra Points podcast too. Wichita State, weird team, scored 45 against Central Florida. Memphis put up 104 against Central Florida. I almost think this should be about 13 or 14, this line. Kendrick Davis is the uh, 
top point getter, 21 and six averages for Memphis. I like their pace. I like that they get to the rim and Wichita turns it over a lot. 88, 65. I'm taking the Memphis Tigers. All right. Extrapoints.com slash arcade. That's where you do it. Fill out the prop quiz, fill out the pick them. You get a gold cap. You get a hundred bucks. I do want to update our um, scoring in the fantasy. Now we do this, um, all the podcasts on this network compete. We did this thing where there are 14 playoff teams. So your roster is 14 players. You can only pick one player from each playoff team. And so now there's what eight left. Now I think babyface, me, you and Michael, we're down 60 points to um, lemon pepper parlay Martin's team. And the four we have different, we have Mahomes, they have Kelsey, we have Singletary, they have Knox, we have Chase, they have Burrow, we have Etienne, they have Kirk. So I think we need Mahomes. They have Dak going, they have Dak also, which is the problem. I don't know what we did here. I don't think we have a chance, babyface. Well, they're in the lead too because they've had both, uh, both quarterbacks no, play I know. too. I know. Yeah, I'm just but... trying to figure like to beat them, we have to outscore them by 60. And I don't know that we we need it's the a Chiefs to make the Super it's a Bowl. Ball. It's just, uh, what yeah, the hell? Also, Martin put his in like three hours. Quit after being jealous, us. Brian. This is Quit being jealous. You didn't think of it. Three <laughs> no. hours. What he put it? He put in his team like three after uh, three hours after us. There could have been some collusion. Oh, you think I, so? I, yeah. I don't. I don't like this one bit. Uh, all right. I don't know how well we make up these points, though. I think we need Cincinnati to lose, even though I have them to make the Super Bowl. I'll screw it. I'll just send. $50 to Martin on Zell, whatever the hell he uh, goes by there. Uh, Mike Lombardi, thanks so much. That was fun uh, being on there. We will um, preview the games like we did with Lombardi. We're going to do it tonight. It'll post Friday. Harley Kid and I are going to be as honest as we can about this 49ers-Cowboys game. So that'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds. For Mikey Meatballs, for Babyface Joel Solomon, for Mike Lombardi and the Degenerate Trifecta, I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping.